This is your woo-woo best friend, a show about attainable transformation. Hi, hi, it's Andy. Welcome back to the show. I am coming to you from New Orleans. I got back from Bali about a week ago, was home in LA for just a short time, and then took off this past weekend to travel to New Orleans. I'm spending time here with some of my private clients, the CEO level clients, doing some deep dive work and curriculum building around a weekend education retreat. So I'm really loving that experience of getting to work on something with so much depth and meaning. I also have a little bit of a cold after all of the travels. So forgive me if I sound a little probably sound a little funny to you today. Maybe I sound sexy. I probably sound nasally. All right, so let's get into the episode. First, I want to mention we have some really great things coming up on our calendar. If you are still considering joining us for the Palm Springs retreat, if you are the conscious creative, conscious CEO type and would like to join us in Palm Springs, we do have very limited space remaining in the retreat. So I want to mention that to you. You can drop down into the show notes and click on the WeWe Studio Palm Springs retreat link and check it out. We also have available now our podcasting intensive within our Conscious CEO curriculum. So if you've been thinking about creating a podcast and want the support and launching it in four short weeks, I can be your right-hand woman and making that happen. So check out our podcast intensive inside of the Conscious CEO program. If you're an entrepreneur that is looking for like-minded folks to hang out with, we also have Club Cascara. It is a really low ask of your time. You just show up once a month, hang out virtually meet other folks doing really beautiful things in the world. And then you have access to our portal that has all sorts of rituals, playlists, book lists, etc. And it is super, super low priced. So I want to mention all of those things are available to you if you have been considering any of those things. Today's episode is all about money mindset. I've had some really incredible conversations in my Conscious CEO program as of late about a couple of things. One of those things is mailbox money. How do we work in a way in which we have money coming into our account, even when we're sleeping, even when we're traveling, when we're at the spa, when we're on um, a little bit of a hiatus? How do we create income streams that continue to come our way when we are not giving away our time. So that's one thing I want to talk about today. I also had a lot of messages over the course of the month, almost almost a month that I was in Bali. Man, it would be so cool to get to live and work this way, Andy. How are you doing this? What is this like? And I want to talk about that and why it's such a value to me that I am able to live and work that way. And honestly, I have to tell you, we had more revenue coming into my business while I was traveling, while I was living and working in Bali. It's not like I was totally on vacation. I was leading a retreat and then I was doing some strategy days with Samantha on my team. And then I was doing creative time and just really soul nourishing time for self. And that inspired several folks within my community to want to work with me in the Conscious CEO program or to buy courses 
like Manifestation Blueprint, which the doors are closed now, but they will open again in the summertime because they're seeing that and they're feeling like, oh, I want to do this too. So I want to talk about money, the flow of abundance, being intentional. That is our topic of conversation today. I want to start with this quote from Jen Sincero, who writes the books, You Are a Badass. So she has a book about being a badass at making money. And the quote is this, believe that you are worthy of financial freedom. Do something you love. And then all you ever have to do is be yourself to succeed. If you sell something you love, then you just sell love, not a specific product or service. And that will show. And I love that that mindset. I love that idea. And I think there's obviously nuances to it. If you're doing something you love, you likely are also going to have to do a lot of things to keep that thing you love moving forward when you're doing it as your work. So all you ever have to do is be yourself to succeed. Well, sure, absolutely. And you're going to have to engage folks that are willing to help you to get the word out about that thing that you love. Most likely, you're going to have to get some support from folks from an admin perspective around how to make that thing work operationally. But ultimately, the goal is that you get to a level where you are doing you through and through, and then you have support people around you to help you make that thing that you love spread in the world in a, in a way that feels really magical to you. So I wanted to share that quote to start with. And then I wanted to talk about the pillars of a healthy money mindset. So there's three pillars of a healthy money mindset. One is intentional abundance. And to be abundant intentionally, you have to start by learning to uncover your limiting beliefs, your subconscious blocks, those things that are impacting your financial success. And as you do this, you can begin to create a vision for building prosperity. I'm going to talk about each of these, but I want to go through the first, the pillars first. The second one is financial literacy, understanding how money moves in and out of your business, understanding how money moves in and out of your bank account from a personal perspective, and then starting to learn where your opportunity for financial impact lies. I love Ramit Sethi, who now has a new Netflix show. It's called, his book is called, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. I don't know what they've named the Netflix show, but just go look it up on Netflix if you have that. Ramit Sethi is his name. That book has been such a transformational book in my life in regards to financial literacy. So I want to mention that to you if you have not already picked up that book. The third pillar is habits of top performers. So learning success triggers and the mental framework to increase your confidence, your productivity, and your success. And we do that by looking out into the world, seeing who is being successful, what their habits are, what these top performer habits are, and then beginning to implement the ones that work for us into our lives. And my husband and I have this running little joke, and it's we love F1 racing. I think some of you know that about me. For those that don't, you're probably like, what? But yes, we do. We love F1 racing. And sometimes we talk about how important it is if you want to be at the top of your game to show up like the top F1 drivers show up. So they're committed to their fitness. They're considered, they are committed to their mindset. They're committed to their overall well-being. They're taking really great care of every component of their life so that they can be a top performer. So when we're having a moment where we're like, okay, I'm just not hitting, we're like, what would the F1 drivers do? Like, what would the top performers do? So that is something I want you to think about is what would 
a top performer do or what are they doing? Am I looking out and seeing those people? Do I have a top performer that I'm expanded by, maybe that's coaching me to help me to implement those habits into my own life? So let's talk about intentional abundance first, the first pillar, learning to uncover limiting beliefs and subconscious blocks that are impacting your financial success. Typically, the challenges that we have in regards to a healthy money mindset come from our childhood money programming. Our childhood experiences determine our mindset about money. You have probably heard this before. This is not conscious. Everything we absorb from our families, our media, the media around us, peers, education system, all of that informs how we view money today. And when we were receiving that information, when we were little tiny kids, when we were absorbing that around the ages of five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, from our families, from the media, from peer modeling, from the education system, that is truly what is informing how we are programmed to see money today. There's also societal money stories. Society tells us that it's selfish to strive for prosperity. If you express a need that you're needy or greedy, and to deserve what you desire, you must be externally validated by the collective. So think about what is society telling you about money, about what's acceptable for you from a financial perspective. And so all of that leads to a scarcity mindset. It's that pervasive feeling of not having enough, a belief that there is a limited opportunity for you, that there are limited resources for you, that in your line of work, only some people get the things, only some people get the clients, only some people sell the products, only some people get the gigs. Scarcity mindset leaves us to believe that there is limited relationships out there that, you know, I can't get a mentor. Those people maybe can have a mentor, but not me. And that there's a limited wealth potential. Because of a scarcity mindset, sometimes we unintentionally hold ourselves back. We are afraid to charge our worth. We don't charge appropriately for our time. We don't increase our rates. We don't ask for raises. We believe our products and services don't have any value. And that can be really challenging. So I encourage you to do some work around recognizing and overcoming scarcity mindset. Think about what are your original memories of money? What was the economic state of the community you grew up in? Did you avoid learning about investing? Do you understand the basics of the financials of the business you're in? Whether you're working for someone else or you're working for yourself, having that understanding is important. Are there beliefs in your way that you need to spend some time on to support your financial literacy journey. And in the Conscious CEO program, we go way deeper into this if you need it. If you're someone that's coming into the Conscious CEO program and you're like, I want to do this, I have this idea for my business, or I'm at this particular place in my business, maybe I've made my first six figures, but I don't see how I get to the next level. I don't know how I make the second six figures. If you are there, we'll spend some time on that. And we can all do that. We can all spend that time doing that work. We have a money mindset workbook too inside of our blog. And I encourage you to go grab that. I'll drop that link in the show notes too. Intentional abundance is the innate tendency of life to manifest, grow, and become more. When we get clear about our needs and begin to acknowledge them, 
we avoid trying to fill that void with all the excess stuff that we don't want or need, and we start to clear out those limiting beliefs too. So in considering pillar one, intentional abundance, I encourage you to envision abundance. Think about the type of relationship that you want to have with money. Think about your money why. And here's a couple of things that may be in your money why. Perhaps your money why is freedom. And freedom could look like financial independence. So having enough income to support your living expenses today and well into the future without relying on others. Living without worry. Sounds beautiful, right? Maybe freedom to you is travel, enjoying the ability to explore unique destinations. Maybe freedom for you is experiences. So that's like dining out, going to shows, following your passions, buying art. Perhaps freedom for you is personal expression. So maybe that's buying clothing that you love or jewelry or makeup and getting to express yourself that way. Another money why might be impact. And in the category of impact could be caring for loved ones. So perhaps you have friends or family that rely on you to help you take care of their basic needs and you want to be able to do that. Impact could be charitable giving, donating to others in need. One of the things that I find to be so important when we're struggling with a money mindset, when we're having some scarcity or lack mentality issues is really thinking about impact and the impact you want to make. And perhaps that's being able to provide for your family or your children or provide for your community to others that really need help. So I think impact is a really beautiful money why. And then future. Perhaps your money why is future. You have dreams that you're working to achieve, whether in your career, in your family, in your home, or your community. And your money why is to be able to support those dreams. So pillar one, intentional abundance envision abundance, and think about your money why. The second two I'm going to go through a little bit more quickly. And if you're interested in spending more time on these, I'd love to chat with you about potentially joining us in the Conscious CEO program. Or you could take our Conscious Creatives Business School and just start to spend some time on the money modules first. That program is always available and it's a low price program. So if you're interested in developing a business, this could be a great way to go deeper into these two components. So one is financial literacy. So that's the second pillar, understanding how money moves in and out of your business and also in your life, in your personal life and where your opportunity for financial impact lies. So some things to reflect on if you are a business owner, how much are you charging? Are you charging enough to reach the goals you've set? Do you have products or services? Do you have things that are passive? Do you have things that are evergreen? Do you have things that can sell while you sleep? And if you need help with that, that's something we definitely spend time on in Conscious CEO. What are your expenses? And I am very much of the mindset, and this is something that you will learn from Ramit when you read the book, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. I do not think you need to go cut back your latte expenses. This is not my belief. That is a scarcity mindset. If you enjoy your latte and it's fun for you to get to go out and meet your friends at the coffee shop or just take yourself to the coffee shop and get that latte, go do it. Cutting back on your expenses in that way is not the way to an abundant life. Cutting back on your expenses can be valuable if you are overspending on specific areas of your business or your life. 
but typically it's not that way. It's not, you don't have a latte problem typically. What you likely need to do is spend some time driving revenue to live abundantly and then be mindful of creating an expense plan that really works. And I have to tell you, I've got coming up on a future episode, my financial advisor for my business. We're going to talk a whole lot more about some tools for this. And I'm really excited to have her join me. So know that that's coming too. So be on the lookout for that episode. We'll talk about P&Ls, which if you don't know what that is, it's a profit and loss statement. I think it's one of the most important things about having a business is to understand how your business creates profit or how you are losing money so that you can start to create financial prosperity. The third pillar is the habits of top performers, learning success triggers and a mental framework to increase your confidence, your productivity, and success. So take a look out there and think about who is it that I want to be? What does success look like to me? And what are the performance indicators of the people that are doing the things that are expanding my belief system, the people that I aspire to be like? I've had this conversation lately. I've been doing a lot of work in the beauty industry. So for example, let's talk about a hairdresser as an example. If I'm a hairdresser and I want to earn six figures as a hairdresser, there's a lot of ways I can get there. Whether it's working in a salon, for example, doing photo shoot work, perhaps it's doing brand partnerships, lots of ways I can do it. So what I like to do when we consider habits of top performers is look out at, okay, if I'm going to work in a salon and I'm going to do some editorial work, and maybe I'm also teaching classes, how much can I make in each of those categories? Who are some folks doing those things really, really well? And what are their habits that are helping them to achieve the goals that I want to achieve? Lastly, I want to mention how important it is to be making money moves. And there's four moves that I think are really important. One is saving, one is investing, one is having discipline, and lastly, learning to diversify. So saving would be finding a high-yield savings account that you have ease, an easy time transferring automatically even a small amount of money into on the regular so that it is making money for you. Investing. I love index funds, having a Roth IRA, a 401k if it's available to you. So do some reading. You can definitely do that reading in Ramit's book around index funds, the Roth IRA options, and a 401k. So investing is number two in regards to the money moves. Number three, discipline. So this would be paying off credit card balances if you have them really considering things in your life that you can create some structure around in regards to money. And then lastly, diversifying. So considering a variety of strategies and income streams. In one of our masterminds earlier this past year, the Lifestyle Lab, we had Sarah Caroline of the podcast Go Call Your Sister join us. And she talked about how she's been able to travel the world for the past year, coming right out of college by diversifying. She's considered a variety of strategies and income streams to make money. She's getting paid a variety of ways. Some of those are passive. She's created eBooks and some, some learning tools for her community. 
She's got some really great partnerships going on. So she's making money in a variety of ways, and it's paid for her to travel the world coming right out of school, which is really exciting. So I encourage you to think about what your money moves might be in regards to saving, investing, discipline, and diversifying. Lastly, I want to leave you with this. Set goals for your success. Determine what your goals are. Break down your goals into the tiniest steps that you can imagine so you can see how to hit those goals. Draft up a plan for how you're going to do this for one week at a time so that you can see yourself achieving the goal. And then set an alert on your phone or in your calendar to review your performance for that one week and then do it again the next week and then do it again the next week. And there are two numbers I would set your goals around. One is a baseline money goal. Like this is the money I've got to make for my life to feel comfortable and to know I'm going to pay all my bills. I'm going to have some enjoyable experiences in my life. I'm going to make some impact. This is what I got to do. Secondly, an abundance goal. This is the goal that's like, I hit this goal and now I am living. I am living. I am loving my life. So have those two goals and then break those goals down into tiny steps. Draft up your plan of how you're going to do it for one week and then review your performance and see where you need to make adjustments. So that's my homework for you. And as you begin to find yourself living an abundant life, make sure you treat yourself. Rewards are how your brain actually learns to want a particular behavior in the future. So if you hit that savings goal for a month, then perhaps buy yourself something. Buy yourself something nice. Give yourself a little treat. If you hit a revenue goal in your business for three months, maybe you take a little weekend getaway. So think about how you can create some little rewards for self to start to shift those subconscious behaviors to want to work towards those rewards more often. Create a rewards list for achieving your goals and then look back, back at that list often. It's kind of like your manifestation list. It's just a rewards list. And then as you achieve your goals, you celebrate, you get yourself that thing and it becomes really embedded in your subconscious mind that you're constantly working towards something really beautiful. So I hope you've loved this chat about money. We'll have some more of these coming up. And I so believe that our subconscious mind is every day just running the ship. It is steering the ship that is our life. So when we do that deep work on our subconscious and the strategic work that is conscious, then we start to be able to create an abundant beautiful life that we are so excited to live. If this episode has resonated with you, I'd love for you to share it on your social and tag us at your woo woo BFF. Send it, send the link to this episode to a friend that may need to hear some of these tips. And if you'd like to have a conversation about conscious CEO, if you are someone creating a conscious business and you feel aligned to this type of work, send me a message. We can chat about it. And if you're someone starting a business just at the beginning, you could also check out Conscious Creatives Business School. The link for that will be in the show notes and it will help you to get all of the basics going. With that, we are complete. I will see you back here again next Thursday. We have a new show dropping every week on Thursdays. Much love. Have a beautiful weekend ahead. Take care.